So Australia will be part of an expanded U.S. industrial base as Washington promises to help Canberra build guided missiles within two years. What will that mean for regional security? I'm Aaron Young. Let's try find out. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. Welcome, hello to you. Australia will be given access to advanced manufacturing techniques from the United States so it can try to build its own guided missiles. It's one of the big ticket items to come from recent talks in Brisbane between the visiting secretaries of Defence and State and their Aussie counterparts as well. The new cooperation on guided weapons production follows a trilateral partnership announcement in March that will see Britain provide Australia with a fleet of eight submarines powered by US nuclear technology. It all comes despite Australia and the US trying to build closer relations with Beijing. At least they are talking for now. So let's bring in Ticker's international correspondent, Adam Hancock, on this one. Obviously, uh, some pretty big news in terms of these guided missiles, but obviously also a sign of how close these countries are. Yeah, just another example, really, of the the close connection now between Australia and the United States and particularly how intertwined they are when it comes to military and engaging together to work together to share intelligence, uh, build missiles and defense systems, and also to to train together as well. We have those talisman saber uh, military drills going on between the two at the moment. And it was interesting hearing the press conferences over the weekend after these talks in Brisbane and the United States talking about how important they view Australia as an alliance in, um, as an ally, sorry, in this part of the world. And also Australia saying how the relationship with the US has never been closer and never really been more important. And there was a lot of detail released over the weekend between how both sides are going to continue working together. We have the production of these guided mi missiles. We're also going to see uh, more rotations of troops, uh, US troops heading to Australia. Uh, nuclear, US nuclear submarines will be docking uh, just off Western Australia more often than they previously have been. And talk as well of, of creating new defence bases in the north of the country, uh, sharing intelligence when it comes to um, espionage, AI, space. So certainly there's plenty that they're working together on at the moment. And, and it shows really how important the US sees uh, this part of the world in its strategy to try and counter China. Yeah, well, we go back about 10 years ago when President Obama met with Julia Gillard in Darwin, announcing the troop rotations there would be ramping up. Obviously, China wasn't particularly impressed. But between then and now, the past decade has certainly been a ramp up in the rhetoric and also, I suppose, the us versus them mentality from the West to China and back again. China, obviously, the silent partner in the room here when they are talking about guided missiles, about AUKUS and even about space. Yes, it's, it's funny, really. We're not hearing too much from China at the moment on all of this, but all of this is targeted towards them. Uh, and they're not really trying to hide that fact either. When, when, when discussing this, they're talking about regional security issues. And that's obviously concerns over China. I think the um, Australia were kind of caught off guard last year when China signed that security deal with the Solomon Islands. And given the fact that there were a lot of tensions, particularly under the Scott Morrison premiership between Canberra and Beijing, they knew that they had to start getting ready for something like this. But I think the movements and the, the aggressive nature of China's approach on foreign policy in the Pacific has really startled Australia into action. So I think we're going to see a lot more of this kind of engagement between Australia and the United States in the coming years. Uh, Anthony Blinken was in this region again. He's been here a number of times this year now making visits to uh, he went to Tonga, he went to New Zealand and, of course, to Australia. 
These meetings between uh, Lloyd Austin, Anthony Blinken and their Australian counterparts, they're set to be a yearly uh, thing. They've just resumed again after the pandemic. Uh, so it's really, we're going to see more and more engagement. And what's going to be fascinating for the rest of the year, really, is Anthony Albanese has two uh, state visits planned, one to China and one to the United States. So whilst they are obviously engaging militarily and trying to ensure that they're prepared for any possible war in the region or uh, China's, you know, it does seem they also do want to cooperate with China. And the fact that Albanese is set to go and visit Beijing says everything that you need to know, that he's still open to talks with China. Well, you mentioned Anthony Blinken as well, traveling the region. He was in China, in Beijing, meeting with leadership there not so long ago, but then heading to the region, essentially trying to convince them to stay on the side of the United States, that new world order that the US clearly runs. And they're trying to make sure that that does remain the status quo in the Pacific. The US now turning its attention to Asia primarily, but being very careful on the issue of Taiwan, both the Australian and the American diplomats over the weekend at those Osmin talks were playing a pretty cautious tone when it comes to that unilateral support for Taiwan, whether it should be its own nation or still part of the one China policy. As you mentioned, it's they are preparing for the worst, but trying to say the right things. Yeah, I think when it comes to the issue of Taiwan, um, countries such as the US and Australia, they are supremely careful because they know it's such a sensitive issue for Beijing. And it's an area where, you know, if, if there was to be some kind of conflict or some kind of invasion or attempted land grab from China, the whole situation would flare up. All of this military buildup would come to a head and nobody really wants that. You know, nobody wants a war between the United States and China over Taiwan. So I think everybody is very careful. I think they're more open when they're talking about China being more assertive in, in their own backyard, which effectively is the Pacific and happy to talk about you know, China's aggressive moves in that part of the world. But when dealing with an issue as sensitive as Taiwan, I think it's more about actions than words, really. We're seeing these training exercises all curse. We're seeing the new guided missiles now. All of that is being prepared for a potential conflict which would likely come um, over the issue of Taiwan. But nobody really wants to put their foot in it and say something that's going to you know, anger Beijing and cause the situation to, to, to get even worse than it already is because it's it's tense enough right now. You know, you've got these US military experts making predictions on when uh, China could try to invade Taiwan, talking about 2027, for example. So everyone knows that this really is on a knife edge, but nobody wants to wants to stir the pot even more, as it were. We have a look at Australia's relationship with the United States. Is there another relationship between a country in the Asia Pacific region and the United States that is that strong? We know that Japan and US ties are pretty close, but in terms of giving technology for, for nuclear secrets and also now the guided missiles and space, it's a pretty unique thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I can't think of a, of another relationship in this region that is as strong. You've got, a, you know, as you mentioned, Japan there, um, South Korea as well. But in terms of this level of close engagement, I'm not sure we're seeing it anywhere else. You've got countries who are trying to balance uh, relationships with both China and the United States. For example, Singapore is a very good example of that, whereas Australia have kind of pinned their star to the mast of the United States, as it were. Um, and some of this engagement, you know, it's going beyond just two countries having good diplomatic relations. You know, they're, they're forging a military strategy together, really. They're building alliances which, which are going to be extremely solid. And we saw that 
really when the AUKUS pact was announced with the UK. Um, we've seen that now with this announcement of more military engagement between the two countries. And the uh, US um, defence forces as well are going to be working with the intelligence services in Australia, basing themselves down in Canberra, so they can further mm. share intelligence between the two countries and getting access to very sensitive information out of the US, such as nuclear uh, technology and nuclear information. So as well as the, the engagement being close, I think it's also a sign that the United States are very willing to open up to Australia and to, to let them into their inner sanctum. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, the spy situation, given that historically the United States has always been pretty careful about what information it gives away, even to the Australians after a whole number of issues that have happened over the years. Um, just finally, in terms of how China would be viewing all this, obviously they're getting closer to Russia at a time where the Western alliance is getting stronger too. It almost feels like we're back to that pre-World War II era of Axis and evil and allies, I should say. Absolutely, yes. You know, China will be monitoring all of this extremely closely. We were sp speaking earlier about the Chinese spy ship, uh, keeping an eye on these military drills. Um, but no doubt they will be watching with interest which countries are forging alliances with the United States, uh, what military capacity capabilities they will have. And China are thinking about their own interests as well, as you sped, said, um, getting closer to Russia, yeah. not close yeah. enough to be actively engaged in that war, but certainly building relationships. So, yeah, it does feel like both sides are preparing themselves. All right. We'll leave it there, Adam Hancock. As always, thanks for your time. Thank you. And that is a program for now. For more, head to tickernews.co. See you soon.